Hi, and welcome to Christian Life Coaching and Grief Support by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. I'm Melissa, and today Jimmy and I will be sharing about Jimmy's experiences in life when he has been bullied to help bring healing and peace into the lives of those who are listening and suffering through bullying. Jimmy, tell the listening audience how old you were when you first experienced bullying. Although there have been many times in life when I have been bullied, the first instance I will talk about, I was around nine years old, and this was an instance where I was bullied by a football coach. The second instance I will talk about was when I was in middle school, and I was bullied by an older classmate. Then, in regard to workplace bullying, as opposed to sharing one instance, I want to talk about workplace bullying in general to bring a greater awareness to workplace bullying. It's interesting how you are talking about three different stages of life. I think that helps anyone at any age who is suffering bullying or being made fun of. I don't think people are aware of the bullying that happens as an older child or as an adult. In many ways, those are the ages in which the worst outcomes can occur. I think more attention needs to be given to anyone suffering bullying, especially to older children and adults. When you say bullying, what specifically do you mean by bullying? What would the Jimmy Thrasher definition of bullying be? I'm glad you asked that question because it's very important to define bullying. Merriam-Webster defines bullying as abuse and mistreatment of someone vulnerable by someone stronger. The Jimmy Thrasher definition of bullying is simply put, one person telling another person, either you do what I am demanding of you or else I will harm you. You know, if you stop and think about that definition, you are probably beginning to think of so much bullying that is happening not only in school, not only in the workplace, but all across the spectrum. It's everywhere you look. Stop and think about it. How many times have you heard, I don't like what you said, or I don't like what you think? Either take it back, or I will cause harm to you. Do you remember what I said the purest definition of bullying is? One person telling another person, either you do what I am demanding of you, or else I will harm you. I never thought of bullying in that way, but you're exactly right. Bullying is truly rampant today. It seems like in every aspect of life. Melissa, it truly is. And I think as awareness is brought to people's attention, attitudes towards others will change. People just need to see bullying for what it is and truly how ugly it is. Tell the listeners about your experience at this young age with a coach. I was nine years old and we were on the field at football practice. I came to the point where I had to go to the bathroom. There was no waiting. I had to ask. I went to the coach and asked to go to the bathroom. He immediately blew the whistle and announced to the whole team that I had to go to the bathroom and ordered the entire team to circle around me and then said, all right, use the bathroom. All the other players started laughing at me, pushing me, and calling me names. It was a humiliating experience. I tried to walk out of the circle and leave, but every time someone would push me back in, I finally had to just bow up and break my way through the circle. And when I took my helmet off and looked back at the coach, he was laughing at me as much or more than the other players. I walked off the field and I never went back that year. That's the last image I had in my mind of this coach who was supposed to be over me and protecting me while I was in his care and under his supervision. My parents entrusted him with that responsibility The coach reached out to my dad the next day to apologize. I remember my dad being on the phone and I could hear my dad's end of the conversation. My dad said he wants to talk to you and I said no. My dad said he is apologizing and wants to talk to you. My dad couldn't understand as a nine-year-old child I was terrified of this adult who was abusive to me in front of the entire team and their parents. I'm sorry 
wouldn't make my situation whole again. I remember my dad saying he wants you to come back to the team, and I once again said no, because all trust had been broken, and I would never trust this coach to be over me in any way. I remember my dad saying he doesn't want to talk to you, and he doesn't want to come back to the team. At this young age, I didn't understand forgiveness like I do now, nor its importance. All I knew was, as a child, I had been made fun of and embarrassed in front of the entire team and their families. I was horrified at even the thought of what took place, so I pushed it out of my mind and went on with my life, or so I thought. I can't imagine how that felt. Tell us how you were able to finally forgive him. I hadn't thought of it since I was a child. I thought I had forgotten about it. Years later, he passed away, and not too long afterwards, for some reason I can't remember, his family came to our church, and they honored him at the end of the service. I was an adult by now and was married. I was also an ordained minister. When I realized what was happening, it all came rushing back to the top. As I sat there listening to people talk about what a great person he was and how he helped them in life, I became furious. I grabbed the pew in front of me, with both hands and was about to stand up and tell the whole church and his family what a horrible person he was. My late wife Tammy, with tears in her eyes, put her hand on top of mine and shook her head no. Wiping tears away, she told me I had to forgive him. Then my anger turned into tears. I leaned forward and began asking God to forgive me for the hatred and anger I held towards this person. I then told God I forgave this person, and for the first time since I was nine years old, the hurt was gone, and peace had taken its place. At the end of the service, some of his children came up to me, and I was able to give them my condolences. But if not for God and my loving late wife Tammy, it would have turned into a bad scene that would have devastated his family. That must have been so hard, but thankfully for God and for Tammy, you were able to avoid a situation that could have turned bad, and your way of escape out of the entire situation was forgiveness. You mentioned earlier your second bullying event that happened in high school was by an older student. Tell our listeners about that experience. When I was young, I had a speech problem where my vocal cords had not matured and my voice sounded very thin, I guess more like a child than someone in middle school. I also had problems finding the right words to put together so sometimes it came out kind of a mismatched words and jumbled up. Thankfully for my parents and the fine people at the Easter Seals of Muscle Shows, Alabama, I was able to have speech therapy where most of the issues were corrected. But even to this day, sometimes I have issues with certain words and sometimes just getting a word out. I'll open my mouth and I'm like, where are you at? Come on out. <laughs> you know, it's like the craziest thing. When I was at that age, though, as a child, before I had the opportunity to take speech therapy, at the Easter Seals. Other kids were kind of brutal about it. On this particular day, we were in gym class. I was sitting on the bleachers, waiting my turn to go in and play kickball when this older kid came over and sat down just from me. There were lots of other kids sitting around. He asked a question, and when I answered it, it was probably one of my most failed attempts at talking. He looked at me and said, what? So now, I'm kind of nervous trying to repeat it. I made another attempt, and he got up like he was mad and said, say that again again. Now I'm even more nervous than ever, and the third attempt was even worse. He began to berate me and make fun of me in front of the entire section of kids that were sitting around. They all heard it and began to laugh. He was in front of me, slinging insults and calling me names, and 
people all around me were laughing from every side. It was so totally humiliating, and I was so embarrassed that I got up and walked to the locker room by myself and just sat there. As I think back on that day, the most pressing thought is, no one stood up for me. It was obvious to everyone who saw it, this kid was much older and bigger than me. It was obvious that what he was doing was bullying and making fun of me, and that it was way out of line. It would have been awesome if someone his own size or a group of people stood up and called him out on being out of line. That brings me to a point I would like to talk about for a moment. God says in Isaiah 117, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's case. I want to encourage everyone at this point in the podcast to be a friend to the friendless. And if you see someone who's being bullied or made fun of, stand up for them. If you can't do it on your own, seek out the legal or proper means to stand up for someone who is not able to stand up for themselves. Don't stand by and do nothing and allow someone to be mistreated and bullied. It is so important to mention here, and I'm so glad you did, that standing up for others and not turning a blind eye is crucial to stopping bullying. I know we are getting close to the end of our podcast, and you mentioned you were going to share experiences where you were bullied as an adult in your job. Share those experiences with us as well. I have been in the workforce now for almost 40 years. I have been all over, worked in many different environments, and have been bullied by peers, supervisors, bosses, and even customers. I have experienced workplace bullying in about every situation you can imagine. Allow me to say up front, though, it gets tricky when you start diving into workplace bullying. The lines begin blurring, and there are a ton of gray areas. For this part of the podcast, as opposed to sharing specific times where I have been bullied, I will spend more time talking about workplace bullying in general, what it is and what it is not, in order to help bring a greater awareness to workplace bullying. I will talk about the psychological and physical effects it has on employees and on their families. Let me start by defining workplace bullying by the proper terminology. Workplace bullying is properly defined as a persistent pattern of mistreatment from others in the workplace that causes either physical or emotional harm. Let's take a moment to look at what bullying is not. I have a professional background in HR, and much of what I will talk about today will be from studying articles and materials, as well as my own personal experiences in workplace bullying. Some examples first of what workplace bullying is not. Workplace bullying is not private meetings to discuss underperformance or needed work improvement, adding or removing responsibilities to best meet company and employee needs, adding or removing hours as needed to meet deadlines, necessary discussions of any alleged violations of company policy. Those are just to name a few to show the kinds of things that are normal company practices that are not in any way considered workplace bullying. So now let's take a look at what workplace bullying is. Some examples of workplace bullying are intimidation of employees, repeatedly ignoring the presence of an employee, verbal or physical abuse of an employee, publicly embarrassing an employee, or telling lies about or spreading rumors about an employee. These are some of the examples of what workplace bullying is. You may ask why special attention needs to be paid to workplace bullying. In a school setting, you have children who are under the care and supervision of adults. If a child feels mistreated or threatened, the process is to go to the parent, who then goes to school administrators, and if necessary, to law enforcement or an attorney to stop the bullying. I mentioned earlier I would be sharing both the physical and psychological effects of bullying. The psychological effects are anxiety, depression, isolation, 
low self-esteem, loneliness, feelings of insecurity, alcohol and drug dependence, aggression, self-harming behavior, risk of suicide, and the physical effects are lowered immunity, headaches, weight gain, muscle pain. In the workplace, you have adults who are working with and being managed by other adults. It's not as cut and dry. It's much more complex. Oftentimes in the workplace, small groups or cliques are formed that in and of themselves are exclusive within the workplace. If bullying is going on or an individual is being made fun of, they may feel like they cannot speak up without making the situation worse, whereas a child in school has an advocate with their parents. It is in these kinds of situations, constant bullying, isolation, and being made fun of is very harmful to an individual's mental and emotional being. If an individual has no one to talk to or share this experience with, then it builds until, unfortunately, people break. There have been 52 workplace mass shootings since 1966. This does not include the instance where there was only one victim. These are 52 incidents where four more people were murdered. 52 mass shootings in the workplace. Let that sink in for a moment. 52. And research shows that 42% of mass shooters experience childhood trauma, including bullying. Often when someone comes to me for life coaching help, the first thing most people do is share the problem. Their focus is on the problem and not the cause. I always use the analogy of the tree, and here's what I say. I start by pointing out a tree and ask if they can see the tree. Of course they answer. I point out the height of the tree, the length of the limbs, the circumference of the trunk, and how beautiful it is. Then I go on to say they're only seeing about half the tree. The other half is below ground, and the part you can't see is the most important. The why of the tree is what's beneath the surface. The reason the tree stands tall and can be found at the tip of the roots. And to figure out any problem, you have to go to the root of the problem to find the cause of the problem. Almost every time with these mass shootings, you hear about guns, the shooter's poor social skills or temper, how no one liked them, how they were such a loner. I often wonder when I hear these neighbors and their co-workers talking about how they were a loner, how strange they were. What if those same neighbors who have been labeling and judging them had become a friend instead? Would the circumstance been avoided if they had worked to become a friend and draw them out of their shell, opposed to being just another person who was isolating them as well? These are the kind of things no one seems to be thinking about or discussing. We each need to reach out and be kind and forgiving to those around us, as opposed to being exclusive in cliques, excluding those whom we work with each day. Each one can make a difference, and when we are all doing what we can do, the efforts will add up. We have seen in our society, unfortunately, the results of people being bullied on the job. And it's not just bullying. It's also not being accepted. Because someone is a little different or they don't fit in, their co-workers talk about them and make fun of them. These types of actions are hurtful, and the people doing this often don't realize how badly they're hurting their co-workers until it's too late. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how many times you are rejected, no matter how many times you are made fun of, no matter how many times you are bullied, you are God's creation, created in His own image. You are so wonderfully created and placed on this planet for a reason. If you are not thriving and growing in your current environment and you are not loved and accepted there, move on. Find a place where you fit in, where you can grow and prosper. The number one way to do this is by forgiveness. We have to be able 
able to forgive those who have harmed us, not only for the other person, but for ourselves. We have to be able to forgive the offending person so we can be freed in our spirits to believe in ourselves, move forward, and thrive. God's Word says in Matthew 6.15, But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Whatever age you are, or your environment, if you're being bullied, mistreated, or harmed in any way on a daily basis, take the matter to the powers to be and ask for change. If there is no change, don't allow the bullying, abuse, or mistreatment to continue. Remove yourself from the situation and move on in whatever manner God would lead you to. That may mean moving on to other friends, either inside or outside of your environment, who will treat you with the love and respect you deserve. It may mean moving on to a different environment altogether. But don't allow yourself to remain in a place of bullying and constant mistreatment when you're able to move on to better things. Jimmy, thank you for sharing these three bullying experiences with us and helping the listener to know that they do deserve better and to find freedom through forgiveness. This is all of our time for today, and we hope that you will look to God and His Word for the answers to all of your needs and concerns. And until next time, be sure to be good to yourself and to those around you. 